Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Tywana Wilson. If this is your first time tuning in to Leadership Tidbits, thank you so much for landing on this live show. I definitely appreciate you coming in and sharing. I have another amazing mentor for you tonight. So come in, come in first, come in, share this broadcast out and let me know where you are coming in from. So come on in and while you're coming in, I will get ready to bring our mentor to our virtual learning laboratory. Hi, Monica. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited about today. I'm excited about our topic for today. And so right now we're just letting our viewers come in. We're letting them come in, introduce themselves and share this broadcast out. Nice. And so viewers, like I said, I have another amazing mentor. And this time, because I told you, I get mentors from all over. And so Monica is somewhere that I desire to be today, tomorrow, next week. Monica, where are you coming in from? I am live in Hawaii. Ooh. So this is hot off the press right from Hawaii. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's a beautiful 80 degrees here, not to make anyone jealous. <laughs> well, I'm jealous, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me read a little bit about Monica and who she is. And of course, this is just a little bit about Monica and she'll give us some more information about her. So Monica Cox is a top functional fertility coach and infertility warrior. She helps women get to the bottom of their fertility issues using science-based functional medicine to help increase their chances of getting and staying pregnant. She dealt with years of unexplained infertility, failed IVFs, and survived several miscarriages before becoming an IVF mom and getting pregnant naturally, even though the doctor said there was nothing she could do to improve her situation. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. She's the author of the best-selling journals, Boosh Your Embryos, Baby and Me, and Fertility Food, and host of the highly popular podcast, Finding Fertility. Monica is dedicated to inspiring women to look beyond their infertility diagnosis and take control of their health through clean eating and simplifying their lifestyle. Her signature online program, The Fertility Formula and Personal Fertility Focus Coaching has helped women increase their chances of creating the family of their dreams. Monica, yeah. that is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a long journey, but um I'm I'm grateful for the drive for the um ups and downs for sure. Well, I I'm excited to talk about this topic. We have a lot of career-driven professionals, career-driven women that listen and watch our show and I know this is something that affects a lot of a lot of women. I know for me it, it was difficult uh, getting pregnant. And so I thought I would do career first. And, you know, then I ended up, I got married. And by that time I'm in my late thirties and then it's like, okay, well, let's, let's try it and, and have a baby. And it, it was not working. Mm -hmm. And so it took, a, it took a couple of years 
uh, before I actually got pregnant and and was able to have my daughter. So, oh, congratulations! Thank you. So it was it was definitely a, a blessing. And so I know a lot of women out there could benefit from this topic. So I'm happy to have you on. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me share. And um, yeah, hopefully we can get some women inspired and really truly understand the meaning of what health is and how you can really have a big impact on the outcome by taking control. Awesome. Well, I'll let you kind of jump in and I got my notes and my notebook okay. ready. So <laughs> I'll let you kind of take it away and, I, and I'm here for everything yeah. you got to offer. Well, so a lot of us, I think no matter what age you are, just we really assume that pregnancy is easy. We maybe have regular cycles, everything is normal, you know, everything checks out, or maybe we're dealing with a little bit of issues, but the doctors have told us it's no big deal. And so, you know, when the months start taking away, we're just kind of left feeling really hopeless. Um, I know you said you were in your late 30s, but I was only 27 when I started trying to conceive. So I didn't, you know, have the age issue. I didn't have the doctors factoring that in. Um, so we were really left wondering what's going on. This is crazy. And so after a failed IVF, it was a bit of a disaster at the age of 30. The doctors just said, well, it now looks like you have low a quality because your husband is fine and there's just nothing you can do about it. Just try another round of IVF. And at that time, I just didn't, it didn't sit well with me. I was just like, what do you mean there's nothing I can do? And are you going to change the drug regime for us? I'm like, no, just try again. And that kind of sent us on the path of this discovery. And, um, and it was a little bit out of desperation as well as um, I wouldn't say necessarily a career-driven woman, but a woman who definitely wanted what she wanted, <laughs> um, telling me I couldn't do anything about my situation was kind of the, the kick I needed to really start investigating why things were going the way they were. And this was back in 2008. So really Instagram wasn't a big thing. There wasn't really any health podcast out there focusing specifically on fertility. So it was a lot of throwing arrows in the dark, right? We just kind of were guessing. I think a lot of women, you go to Google, you're typing all sorts of questions and getting really random answers. And, um, it wasn't until I stumbled um, on a book called Is Your Body Baby Friendly that started really asking outside of the box questions about immune responses, about blood types. Um, and that really sent us on our path of like, okay, the doctors aren't explaining it, but there's got to be something there. It just isn't one of those things. And for all the women dealing with unexplained, or even um, being told they have low egg quality, or their hormones are a little bit off, they have endometriosis and PCOS, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, the truth of the, the, the matter, the truth of the matter is that um, the way you eat, the way you live, your lifestyle, how you sleep, how you recover, what your environment is like, they're all actually playing a really huge part on how your cells are performing. And we now know that your egg is one of the biggest living cells in your body. And for a very long time, and still most um, traditional doctors believe that you can't influence your egg quality. You're, you're, you're given what you get. And while there is a little bit of truth of, well, of what we know right now that we are born with a certain amount of eggs, um, the truth of the matter is that you can greatly influence the quality, 
quality of your eggs, the quality of your hormones, and all that by lowering your inflammation and really giving your body time to heal and um, being honest with yourself, you know, like taking a look at your stress levels. You know, a lot of career driven women are putting in 50 to 60 hours a week at work. They are holding down the household, whether they are, you know, married or have one child and maybe dealing with secondary infertility. Um, they are probably a part of a larger community, doing community service. They have a side hustle, maybe. You know, there is a lot of type A women who deal with fertility issues. And because they're highly functioning and they're not sick in the hospital, they everyone just thinks, well, you're normal, you're fine. You know, so those fertility issues are just one of those things. But fertility is a, one of the first things that are going to stop because when your body is just go, 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 never, you know, never stop in overdrive, it comes to a certain point where it's like, okay, I don't, I don't have enough to give your liver, your gut, your adrenals, let alone your reproductive organs. And because we don't need our reproductive organs to survive, your body's like, okay, that's the first thing I'm going to shut down and not make work properly. So I don't really think it matters about your age, even though society has told us that. And yes, we're having babies later in life. But the fact of the matter is, is that you've just had a longer time of inflammation of overworking yourself, of oxidative stress. And so when it does come to 36, 37, 38, you have 20 years of really burning the candle at both ends. <laughs> and so many doctors are just like, it's your age. And from a functional fertility point of view, we look at it as no, it's your cellular health. Mm. And so it's about getting really honest with yourself and where can I improve? Where do I need to slow down? What do I need to give up? Um, what do I need to reintroduce? And that's kind of the message about from a functional fertility point of view is that you have a lot of control, whether or not you believe it right now or you think it's all woo-woo. Um, if you start allowing yourself to surrender and giving up some of the control you know, that we all feel like we need or um, how we've survived, um, you'll start seeing small little health things improve and that will trickle down to your fertility. That's interesting that you say that and, and thinking about it, uh, of having all of those extra years of stress, of overworking ourselves, and I can just speak from for myself, I'm sure uh, there's others in the viewing audience that might feel the same way. But, and, and sometimes you don't even think you're doing as much as you might be doing. You mm -hmm. uh, know, so it, it becomes routine doing more, working more hours, and, you know, just doing what people do that have high stress jobs. It becomes routine, and you maybe don't take into account the impact on your body. Yeah. And because our level of health is pretty low right now as a society mm -hmm. and a lot of health conditions are deemed normal and you just get prescribed, a, you know, a pill to get through them. Um, yeah. A lot of people, uh, that was me, like all my little symptoms. I didn't have any kind of major health issues, but I had IBS, I had brain fog, I had um, functioning anxiety, you know, like I had all these signs warning me like, hey, we're not, we're not happy. And, you know, you go to the doctor and they don't really give, they give you relief. And because you're not tackling it at the root cause, uh, it just adds up and adds up and adds up. And uh, for a lot of women, too, who are career oriented and want to put babies later in life, they get on the birth control pill or the, I, you know, the IUD. 
And this can really mask a lot of symptoms, a lot of hormone issues that you might be having and just so unaware of. And when you come off the pill, it's like, oh, you have infertility, right? You're going to deal with these issues. And if you're not aware of functional medicine and things that you can do to help improve, you're just sent down the medical route. Um, and I was, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And I do think that IVF is an amazing procedure. Um, and especially if you are older and you just don't want to wait, like you do want to use that, then that's great that it's there. But it's very important to take minimum three months. We always say six months to really give your body a chance to rest and recover and heal. And eggs actually take three months to mature anyways. So it's not a quick fix. So what can women do to get their bodies in, in the best shape possible? And I'm not talking about physical, like physical fitness, but mm -hmm. what can women do to get themselves ready and prepared uh, to have the, the most effective outcomes? Yeah, so we really focus on first dramatically lowering the inflammation. And so that is with your diet, you want to find your food intolerances, which everyone is different. There is no perfect fertility diet out there. Um, you want to find your food intolerances, greatly reduce those. Sometimes it takes a while to really, you know, shift up your diet and lifestyle. And we say, just start where you're at. So if you have never changed your diet, just pick one food you know is not good for you. And we all know. <laughs> you you got to be honest with yourself. And if you need help, you know, there's elimination diets, there's food sensitivity tests that can get you there a little bit quicker. But just eliminate that inflammation. You need to be very honest with yourself and look at your stress levels. And this is not only... Um, it's not talking about eliminating all your stress, because if you want to stay in your career, the stress is going to be there. <laughs> if you have a child already and you want a second, you cannot get rid of that first child. That stress <laughs> is going to be there. Um, so it's finding ways to deal with the stress. So maybe if you're in a stressful situation, it might send you completely, you know, hot-headed for two to three hours after the situation, where if you find the techniques that work with you, maybe you're only mad for five to 10 minutes and you work with either emotional freedom tapping, you work with journaling, you work with breath work, you find some meditation, um, anything that, that you connect with just to get yourself out of that fight or fight. And once you're able to control that, that's a real game changer for many people. Um, obviously, finding the right exercise for you, getting out in nature. And when I talk about exercise, it's definitely not training for a marathon. We want <laughs> slow recovery movements, right? We do not want to be hitting the gym hard because a lot of career-driven women, are um, their adrenals are overworked. And their adrenals really need rest and recovery. It's super important. It's part of their endocrine system, which is connected to the ovaries. So we're really talking about restorative movement. But if you're sat at your desk for seven to 10 hours a day, you really need to find the time to go for a walk outside, go swimming, do a walk on a treadmill if you live in the cold, um, yoga, things like that, that just really get that blood flowing. Um, I'm really into a modality right now uh, called booty yoga, <laughs> which um, is a lot of twerking and a lot of release in that movement from our hips. Because as women, if you look back at all our ancestors, you know, you're talking about two, 300 years ago, the women danced all the time. And we don't do that as much anymore. And that really was a release of um, negative energy and, you know, stored up things. And they saw the power of dancing. So getting back, you know, even if you do salsa dancing or, you know, anything that you connect with, 
really get that movement back into, into your life. Um, rest and recovery is huge. So slowing down, saying <laughs> no to things at work, in your community, uh, within your family, um, being really conscious of your space. This is your time to be selfish. And sometimes you really have to decide, am I going to keep people pleasing and keep going and going and going and filling everyone else's cup, or I'm going to start filling my cup so I can have the family that I deserve and that I want. And then when that time is over, if you want to go back to people pleasing, you can. Most of the time people don't. They, they understand that that wasn't very healthy. <laughs> um, getting sleep, it's um, easier said than done. You know, making sure you get to bed between nine and 10, getting whatever restful hours you need. Some people work fine off of six. Some people need eight. Um, but, you know, just being aware that you are getting actual sleep and not working till 12, 2 a.m., five nights a week, that mm -hmm. is detrimental to your health and obviously to your fertility. Um, obviously, there's supplements, but we go into supplements after we do the dramatic um, uh, inflammation reduction. Because if you're just sat there taking supplements, it's just going to turn into very expensive pee right? It's not going to really improve the situation when you're, you know, I always talk about like, think of a scar on your skin. You know, if you keep picking at it and picking at it and picking at it, it doesn't matter how much ointment you're putting on it, because you're still inflaming it over and over again. So you want to use targeted supplements after you get some new healthy lifestyles and, and you change up your diet. And I think the hardest one is mindset because we all grew up in a society that women had to prove themselves and it wasn't okay to just be a stay home mom, you know, right. Or it wasn't okay to be an artist or, you know, maybe something just a little bit more flowy and, maybe being a fairy, right? Like, or a princess, <laughs> you know, like if we climb the corporate ladder, if, if we, you know, put in those hours, we're achieving and I'm going to show them. And um, it's really hard to get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it comes from a place of low self-worth because you, didn't necessarily get um, maybe the love that you needed from your parents. So you're searching for something else and you feel like if you prove yourself um, to others, then you'll feel worthy. Um, I know for me, um, I didn't realize how much like I didn't love myself. I didn't realize that I was very insecure. No one would have ever said that about me. But the things that I was doing were really for their approval and not for my, my, my like self-worth or my joy or my passion. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times we need to be really honest with ourselves and say like, why am I doing this now? It's okay to want to be CEO and be the boss girl, but are you doing that from a place of love for yourself or are you doing that because you want to prove your self-worth to, you know, whoever, you know, told you you couldn't or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And the mindset plays a really important part to um, subconsciously because maybe you feel, well, I've tried the diets, but I can never stick to a diet. And we start really diving into why. Because when you honor yourself, when you love yourself, when you have that worthiness, you look at nourishing yourself. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. And I want to give myself the best I can. So I am going to um, put in the effort to meal plan, to meal prep, to 
change. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I can't afford organic food. So where can I cut something out of my life that I can afford the organic food? Do I need Netflix in my life? Do I really need it? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, or, you know, whatever it is. And just get really honest with yourself of like, why can't I keep to the diet? Why can't I keep to a self-care regime? You know, why can't I go to bed early? Why do I always find myself scrolling or feeling I have to work those extra hours, even though I'm not getting paid for them? Um, and that has to do with a lot of subconscious beliefs, um, a lot of family traumas that were unaware that got passed down through generation and generation. Um, so sometimes your subconscious beliefs have nothing to do with you. And it was your grandma's issue or your dad's issue. Um, so if you find yourself in a spot where you're just like, well, I've tried it, it didn't work, I can't stick to it, then that's when you need to get a little bit honest with yourself and, and say, well, why? Do I feel worthy of it? You know, I had to ask myself, do I feel worthy of being a mom? And that was like a crazy question to ask. And it's like, at sometimes I was like, no, I don't. So where do I need to go to look to, un, you know, dig up those issues? And um, I think a lot of times we use words and we don't under, understand that your subconscious mind, whatever you're telling yourself, so you're thinking your thoughts, or you're saying out loud, your subconscious mind believes. And so therefore, it will always make you right. So for a lot of my journey, I always was trying to protect myself. And I would say if I get pregnant, it doesn't matter if I get pregnant. And when I change one word in that sentence, when I get pregnant, it wasn't I didn't magically get pregnant. But it definitely helped me, um, you know, start believing like this could be possible. And if I had that hope, then I could keep up to the diet. I could, you know, keep up my yoga practice or find a modality that I could really um, connect with and be consistent. So when we're talking about all these processes, it's not about perfection. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get up your, your, your job that you worked hard for. Um, you don't have to give up those things. But you have to start being consistent with a new way of life that can ultimately set you up for your ultimate goal. And it's going to take time. The more consistent you are, the better chances you are going to have because your um, your body is going to be getting everything it needs, the right nutrients, your gut health is going to improve, you're going to get the rest and recovery that your body is probably desperate for at the moment. And the more you do it, um, the easier it does become. Now, that doesn't mean you are going to slip off the wagon some days and, you know, have those days where maybe you feel like you failed. Um, and those days, they don't matter as long as they're few and far between. And they will. They eventually will get there. And you just have to keep reminding yourself of your ultimate goal. I always used to say to myself, what was more important? this glass of wine, this piece of bread, a late night out with friends or my a family that I, I truly want. And sometimes it was that glass of wine. <laughs> and sometimes it was, and most of the time it started becoming the family. And, um, but it's just about, you got to keep going. You got to be consistent and you have to get real with yourself. And if you are in a situation um, that is very high demanding on you, um, think of ways that you can reduce that stress, not with um, modalities, but like, can you work out with your company or whatnot that you work five less hours a week? You know, maybe you take a pay cut because of it, but that five hours that you now have to just do self-care will greatly improve your situation. 
You know, I think that was interesting that you talked about mindset and we've had several mentors on here that talked about mindset in different regards, whether it was their finances, whether it was uh, just having a growth versus fixed mindset. But it's like mindset is everything. Mindset is really at the core, at our core. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so I thought that was, I thought that was a great point because we have a lot of different topics and mindset always comes up. And then too, I think as you talked about, and I was listening and you were talking about, you know, the people pleasing and making sure some of the activities that we're doing is really in alignment with what we want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so- are we putting that extra stress and burden and stuff on ourselves uh, when we don't necessarily have to? Uh, but because especially if we do want to, you know, have kids, if, if maybe that we're told that we can't, a lot of these factors uh, come into play. Absolutely. And I mean, mindset is key. If you have a negative mindset around changing your diet, you'll never stick to the diet. If you have a negative mindset about never being able to get pregnant, it's highly likely that you're going to, it's going to take you a lot longer to get to that ultimate goal. I'm not going to say you're never going to get pregnant, but Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, and it's one of the hardest things I think you have to do. Um, You have to change your mindset a certain way percentage or a certain way to help you do the physical things you need to do. So I know there's a lot of amazing mindset coaches out there. And I 100% agree with them that um, mindset is the key. But we're physical beings on a physical earth. So I couldn't mindset my way out of my autoimmune issue. Unless I became a Buddhist monk living on top of a hill, and I had no stress no work, no worry. And I had, obviously, if you're living on top of the hill, you're only eating organic food and breathing fresh air and drinking clean (laughs) water. Right. And that's just not, that's not our society. We don't live that way. Mm -hmm. So you have to be doing physical aspects of it, but it is the mindset that is make or break for you. And once you get that into your head and um, it's not about positive thinking, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like, it's not that, it's not this uh, toxic positivity. It's, I'm so grateful I have the resources and I found the time to get up and make myself a clean breakfast instead of shoving toast down my throat on the way to work in my car, Right. Because you can find yourself, I mean, I literally found myself one day really mad, sat in our beautiful home with this organic breakfast in front of me. And I was mad that I had to do this, that I had to put this extra effort in, that this was hard. And then I physically started laughing at myself, like out loud, like, you're so ridiculous. Like, this is crazy. You have the finances. You are gaining the knowledge. You have the time to do this. How could you be mad? You're not like shoveling like in the snow or out in the dirt, right? Like, <laughs> like what is going on? So um, it's very, very important. And um, the more you surround yourself, I mean, everyone thought I went crazy when I started this journey um, because uh, I, no one was talking about it, right? It wasn't a fad yet. Like even gluten-free wasn't a big thing. And just people just didn't really understand. And especially when I found out I had an autoimmune issue and I was highly intolerant to tomatoes and paprika, um, they were like, you're not, tomatoes are healthy. You can't be intolerant to them. I was like, well, I am. And it doesn't matter what you think anymore. I do not care if you think I'm crazy or woo-woo. What I'm doing is slowly working and I'm seeing the results. You know, I went from a really big shambles of an IVF. My second IVF, I got five healthy embryos. My first um, 
frozen embryo transfer. I got pregnant for the first time in six years. I miscarried that one, unfortunately. But my second frozen embryo transfer, I had a healthy, beautiful baby boy. We went back for the last two embryos. Um, I had another miscarriage, but two months after that, I got pregnant naturally with our second son. So it was a very slow process and I help women get there a lot quicker because <laughs> uh, I've done all the trial and error and we have the functional medicine research to back us up now. Um, but it is very doable for many, many women, even if they choose to use medical assistance or not. And it's vital for our future generation. Um, there is a study called epigenetics that is proving that your diet, your lifestyle, um, even before conception, when your eggs are maturing and your sperm is developing, that this can have a really big impact on your child's long-term health. And we are seeing there are studies out there um, showing that babies born through IVF are at a greater risk of um, autism, ADHD, food intolerances, all these issues. And I believe it's not the IVF. It's because we're pushing our bodies through drugs to do something our body is saying, I can't do. And so we're pushing this through. And now that we have the evidence through epigenetics, it's like, okay, well, we're, we're pushing our bodies and this, these things wouldn't happen if we didn't have the medicine to do them. And so if you want to use the medicine or even if you need, like if you have a missing tube or your husband's sperm needs some support to do the diet and the lifestyle three to six months before the treatment, you can not only increase your chances of success, but you can really have a big impact on the health of your, your child's future. Wow. So what do you think about some of our food? Because as you know, food now is, is processed very differently <laughs> than it was, say, 10, 15 years ago with supply and demand. And it, you know, the food is being, I don't know, injected with hormones. Some of it is just to have the whole supply to meet demand. I mean, what do you think about that and its impact? Because you see now women or young girls are going through puberty a lot earlier than they yeah. used to. Like it's mm -hmm. nothing to see a young girl start puberty at, at nine and 10 years old versus yeah. before would be a little bit later than that. It's having a huge impact all across our health. I mean, sperm um, is on the decline. Like you say, our young girls are having their periods earlier. There's many women um, dealing with PCOS, endometriosis. Uh, women are, there's, I think it's three times more likely to develop an autoimmune issue, which all stems through your gut and your gut health. Um, so as much as the FDA wants to say that these things are safe and healthy, maybe if you're consuming a small quantity. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is most people are eating meats that are not raised um, properly injected with hormones. They're eating a lot of packaged foods that are full of rancid chemicals, um, oils, and, um, you know, even some of the way our vegetables are grown are just, you know, the roundup and as much as they want to say it doesn't affect, you just have to look at the, the statistics of the general health and well-being of everyone. And um, on top of the stress that we live in, on top of the, all the chemicals that we're surrounded by, it slowly is impacting us. And I think that um, the next few generations of people who aren't waking up and saying, okay, I need to improve at least some portion of my life. Um, you're just going to see the slow decline of the amazingness that the humans are. And this is through, you know, um, issues and, you know, there's, um, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> yeah. 
not to go too down the rabbit hole or conspiracy theories. Right. Wow. So if we, I'm sure we have women out there who will see this broadcast or even men who will see this broadcast and they're like, this topic sounds interesting. My family has had this story, this journey, exactly what you're talking about. If somebody was interested in working with you, what does that look like? I know you have a program, but what does that look like for somebody that might think, well, I've tried it all and, and so far <laughs> I'm still not uh, having any success? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, 90% of my clients are very highly educated, already working with functional medicine doctors, looking into all these things. Um, you know, if you're just, if you feel like you're doing it all, my very raw advice is you're not doing the right things for you. Um, I was on a very strict paleo diet for a year. Um, I had the meditation, I was doing everything right. I used IVF and um, I still didn't get pregnant. And there was still missing pieces and no one was looking in specific areas because I wasn't having reoccurring miscarriages or I didn't have stomach issues anymore. I had, I had kind of basically healed my IBS and I wasn't getting the constipation and the diarrhea. But with some autoimmune testing that we demanded, it still showed that I had elevated natural killer cells. And you, you couldn't look at me from, you know, sitting across a desk in a doctor's office and diagnose me with that. Um, so my, my question to that answer is really work so with someone who is fertility focused, who is working with a functional fertility, functional medicine, and I've not had a client yet where we haven't found the missing holes. And to be honest, a lot of the time now, it is the trauma. It is the missing link of the mental and emotional connection um, where they, they're type A and they're just doing everything and they're still go, go, go. And it's like, okay, let's look into why you're type A. Let's look in why you feel like you have to be in control. And I'm, I'm not a licensed therapist. If there's anything that is above my grade, I absolutely send people to the, the right support. I am definitely your honest best friend who is going to be, give it to you straight. Like there is your missing issue. You've got to get real with yourself because this is um, very woo woo, but it's, it's affecting you right? It has that block and we got to get rid of it. Everybody needs an honest best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the role. <laughs> so what are some questions that our audience should be asking, say, if this is a topic that is near and dear to them? What are some questions? Because as John Maxwell say, good leaders ask great questions. And I find that to be the case really in many aspects of your life of asking the right questions. So, you know, whether it's in regards to your health, in regards to your fertility, in regards to your finance, in regards mm -hmm. to your career, it goes back to asking, you know, some of these pertinent questions. So if somebody's been struggling we're trying to get pregnant and they are and they're talking with their doctors. What are some of the questions or what are some questions that they might consider asking? Um, well, first, I would say make sure you're talking to the right person, um, because if you find yourself in a space that you're ready to look outside of the box, I've literally had OBG in laugh at me and tell me that autoimmune links to fertility issues was made up science. So if you are working with a doctor or practitioner that doesn't even believe in this and you're maybe you don't either, but you want to explore it, go find someone else um, to ask these questions to. Because if I wasn't willing to stand up for myself and really go find um, clinics that was willing to work with autoimmune issues, 
you know, and functional medicine practitioners who I can ask gut health issue questions to, you're just never going to get the answer you need. They're going to tell you it doesn't exist, don't believe in it, all that type of stuff. So that's kind of the first thing. Make sure you connect and follow your intuition, right? You, you know you wouldn't be in this area if you, your gut wasn't telling you there's something else. Go, go find it. Go find it. Um, but I think important questions um, to ask are, um, well, you have to be, <laughs> you can't be shy. You got to get real. And so when you know your body and let's say you're dealing with some constipation or some diarrhea or even discharge or most of the things are kind of like, you know, a little bit, uh, we push under the rug and we don't want to talk about them, but ask the questions that you're embarrassed of, right? Um, and then just ask questions about different functional testing that you can do. So especially with thyroids, a lot of women deal with thyroid issues. The doctors tell them there's, that has nothing to do with their fertility issues, which is completely false for most people. Um, make sure you're getting a full thyroid panel. Make sure you're looking at functional medicine references, because as our society gets sicker and sicker, our references for or their references for what's normal grow bigger and bigger. So there's definitely different things you want to look for. Um, and I don't know, I would also say uh, well, I just had a live group coaching and this woman, she didn't want to um, complain about her life because she felt she did have everything, you know, she had a beautiful home. She had a great husband. She, you know, was working towards a great career. And she said, I, I feel guilty for wanting more. And I see this in a lot of women who already have one or two kids. They feel guilty for wanting the second or the third. And what we really want to focus on is releasing that you know, so it's maybe not asking questions, but allowing yourself to voice your fears, your frustrations, your anger, even though you're grateful for your situation, right? Like you could be grateful for where you are. It doesn't mean you want to stay there forever, right. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, just start asking yourself those honest questions. What am I angry at? What am I fearful? Um, and releasing those, even if it's just journaling and, or say, talking out loud to yourself in the shower, you know, get mm -hmm. that out there and start replacing them with questions of like, how can I con control now? Awesome. Th that's good. That's, those are good tidbits. That's great advice. And our time is almost coming to a close. Man, it seems like time went by really, really fast. <laughs> so how can our viewers get and stay connected with you if this is something that they're like, wow, I want to know more. And I, I like what Monica's talking about. Yeah, so I'm at Finding Fertility. That's FindingFertility.co, not .com. They wanted $3,500 for the M. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on Finding Fertility on all the major social platforms as well. I love answering uh, questions on TikTok. So um, if you do have any questions, you and if you're on TikTok, you can really find me there answering the questions. I just um, make new TikToks for all my community. And that's one of my favorite things to do. And like you mentioned before, I have a podcast that you can, it's almost 200 episodes. So I'm pretty sure I've answered every single question out there. Um, so that's a really great free resource. Awesome. So make sure you go and connect with Monica at findingfertility.co, not .com. You go to .com, you're not going to get her. <laughs> <laughs> and also check out her podcast, which you can find on all of the, the podcast platform. So make sure you check that out. Like I said before, you could be the key that somebody else may be, you know, may be embarrassed about asking some of these questions, but you might be that honest best friend that will come and get some of the information. And so 
This has been awesome. Well, thank you for having me. No problem. So before we wrap up, I always like to leave with one or two tidbits that you want to leave the, the viewers or the listening audience with that they could utilize uh, right away or think about right away. Yeah. Well, always remember it's consistency, not perfection with anything in your life. Um, if you try to do everything all at once, you'll get overwhelmed. So just give yourself that grace and just pick yourself up anytime you feel like you're failing and just know you're probably doing better than most. And um, time is on your side. You know, there there's no rush. We always want things yesterday and especially living in this society on everything's on demand. Um, just remember that your body, it took your body a long time to get here for many of us unknowingly. So it's going to take some time for your body to, um, readjust and get an alignment. But the fact of the matter is your body's always healing. If it wasn't, we'd all be dead by now. <laughs> so it always is trying to get back into homeostasis and time is there for you to do that. Awesome. Well, Monica, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming and sharing with my audience. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your platform and allowing me to spread this message. Great. Well, viewers, that's our time for today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. Make sure you share this podcast out with your audience. I'm sure you have somebody in your audience that is waiting for this message. So make <laughs> sure you share, share, share it out. And then come back next week, same time, same channel with another amazing mentor. So until we meet again, my friends, I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.